we actually can just um, speculate about why this is the case. What we think is that if an animal navigates at night, one major problem is, or one big challenge is, actually to be to have a to be sensitive to, or, or in order to actually to see the celestial cues that you need, right? And the moon is a relatively small spot in the sky. However, the polarization pattern extends over the whole um, sky, and is therefore quite it's a wide field stimulus in all um, in contrast to the light spot, and one um, one great um, opportunity or one possibility as an animal in order to um, increase your sensitivity at night is basically to um, spatial summation to actually integrate a lot of information from all over the sky into the same set of neurons in the brain. And then you get a quite high sensitivity um, in these cells, in these few cells, then, um, when you wouldn't sum this information, right? And we believe that they're using polarized light because it's a wide field stimulus rather than a light spot in order to spatially sum information over the, um, over the whole sky in these few neurons. And the diurnal species is just not made for this because they are not active at night. They don't care so much about the sensitivity, so they can rely on the sun as a cue because the polarization pattern basically doesn't, is not as important in order to um, increase the sensitivity. The colors of the light of the celestial cues, what influence does that have on the dung beetle? The color, um, yeah, it has a huge influence usually. I mean, there are different things that um, they have. I mean, first of all, um, the receptors in the dorsal, I mean, the detectors for this polarization pattern, they are maximally sensitive at a certain color or for a certain color. And in dung beetles, this is in the ultraviolet um, range, which means with, if you show them green light or blue light, they can't see the polarized light. However, if it's in the ultraviolet light, they can actually detect the polarized light. And what we showed in this PNS tape as well. And on the other hand, if um, green light is something that occurs more um, in a higher amount towards the sun. So the male retina has a lot of green receptors that can actually take the sun. And one thing that we notice is that if we show them a green light spot, for example, versus the sun, so we let the beetle roll with respect to the sun, and then we immediately took them in an indoor arena and presented uh, and um, showed them a green light spot. And then we noticed that they actually interpret the green light spot exactly uh, the sun. And therefore, somehow this two channels are not just separated uh, on, uh, at the eye, but also with respect to the wavelength of light. So UV light, is polarized UV light, is for um, the polarization pattern, and then the green light they interpret as the sun direction or the moon direction if, it's, if we're talking about the night active species. Um, where did you conduct this study? In which country did you conduct the study? Um, so we conduct the behavioral experiments, all of them in South Africa, um, uh, close to Freiburg, so six hours away basically from Johannesburg, and um, also the indoor arena experiments. So what we did is we built actually a whole indoor arena here, and we um, blacked out the whole um, walls and something like this to ensure that there is no other cue that they can use, but just the cues that we are actually presenting to them. And then we transported the dung beetles 
to um, Sweden, where we did the electrophysiology experiment. So we've then built up a stimulus or a stimuli that mimics exactly the cues that we presented here in the behavioral experiment. And then we um, dissected the animal, we um, recorded from the brain, and simultaneously we also showed them the cues. And then how do you think this study is going to benefit society? First of all, we are really interested in um, um, all what we are not, I mean, this is basic in um, um, science. So what we are interested in is more in understanding how animals um, navigate and orient. And this study is the first study that actually um, um, approaches animal orientation from two different perspectives. So one is for um, the behavior and one is the anatomy, uh, the, um, the physiology, the brain activity. And, and in bringing both the behavior and the physiology together, we will be, especially in the future, we'll be um, more able to understand how animals are actually able to navigate and how this is controlled by the brain. Are you going to do the same study with other um, insects or other animals? Uh, no, currently we are focusing just on dung beetles, but we are also interested in other cues. But we are, and this is, for example, spectral cues. So how do they actually treat green UV light and blue light and things like this? And again, our approach is always um, seeing what the animal is doing in the behavior and then trying to understand how the brain actually controls this exact behavior. Are you doing any studies or anything on field at the moment? Oh, yeah, yeah, we are exactly, yeah, yeah, we are currently doing experiments here, yeah, yeah, with respect to color information, for example, and also how um, different aspects use. I mean, there is not just polarized light and uh, the sun or the moon, there is also the Milky Way, for example, and in intensity gradient, a spectral gradient in the sky, and we are going to get closer to understand how how all these uh, cues are actually combined in the brain and also in the behavior and how they are actually weighed against each other.